I feel quite tired, but like, because I've had so much sugar, I'm like, ah! So like one part of me feels kind of like tired and withdrawn, and the other part of me feels like I'm having a manic episode. Because <laughs> of, <the> ca- <laughs> of the caffeine. I'm like, ah! have you have you have you considered dating Stephen Fry? Oh God, actually, yeah. I mean, he does like a younger man. Yeah, that is true. I think he's sexy. I think he's sexy too. I always have. I date Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, date me. No dirty talk, just podcasts. No turn-ons, so turn me on. By that I mean this podcast. Not interested, so don't date me. Review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me. Review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. Alexa, play the podcast, don't date me. Okay, speaking of which, follow us on Instagram at it's James Sparks and Twitter at it's James Sparks. <laughs> Wait, is it? At it's James Sparks. <laughs> You're listening to Don't Date Me, a podcast from Scotland where a certain number of adults discuss dating each week. Follow us on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. I'm Jamie, a 37-year-old, 6'4", bisexual man and closeted Christian, and I don't have a six-pack, and I never will have a six-pack, and I don't want a six-pack because I'd rather enjoy alcohol and donuts. Thank you very much. Thank you for letting me know that. I'll, I'll never forget it. So great, <laughs> Hi, I'm Gwen. <laughs> I'm a 56-year-old, five foot six, something around there. I don't know. <laughs> Bisexual woman, and I'm a pagan person. And for most of my adult life, I have been fat, and that is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And that's why I'm here to talk about body image with Jamie today. Yeah, it's going to be a super interesting one. Uh, also, because I'm going to talk about some of my own issues with that kind of stuff as well, which should be interesting. So stick around for that. But first, let's reflect a little bit. First of all, how are you, Gwen? I'm doing all right. It's been a good week. It's been a hot minute since you've last yeah, been on the podcast. Yeah, it's been a little bit, yeah. How's things been? So far, so good. Um, I finally saw my cats again. Yay! I know! They're they're in a lovely little cattery. They've got a better view than I do out of my flat window. <laughs> they have a little rushing brook. Oh my gosh. You know? Oh yeah, they have an indoor-outdoor area. Love it. You know, so all the cats are just like, they're just sitting there having having cream and kibble and just, you know, <laughs> looking out on the on the vast expanse of Scottish wilderness and going, oh yes, I've earned my place here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And we tried some donuts earlier as well. Oh, they were so good. Tantrum Donuts in Glasgow, baby. Highly recommended. Uh, things are fine with me. I am on holiday right now, so I'm fully in holiday mode. 
earlier on I was saying to Gwen, so what have I done during my holiday? And I felt like I was struggling to actually remember anything. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done anything. But I have actually though. But I think even <laughs> even if you don't do anything on that's a holiday, okay. it's just completely fine to put your feet up and, you know, count your toes if that's what if if, if that's what gets you through the day. You gotta do what you gotta do. Don't date me. So let's do a new feature. We're gonna basically every time we get a new review on Apple Podcasts, we're gonna just read it out and give a wee shout out to the person who left it. So shout out to Stacey who says, love, love, love this podcast. Jamie, you never push your own agenda. I love your podcast. You're so naturally funny and I cannot wait to see where the podcast takes you next. Also shout out to Alice in Glasgow. She gave us five stars. She said, so funny and relatable. Anyone 30ish and navigating the dating scene will relate so hard. Felt like sitting in my room with friends. You guys kept me company on a boring train ride. Can't wait for the next one. And also Sleazy J420, interesting name. It says, five stars, so fresh, lovely, and so, so funny. Defos for anyone looking for company on a long drive or during their work. My new favorite podcast, more, more, more. So yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Don't date me. Well, talking about sexual kinks, so... (laughs) <laughs> Last that is my kink. My because, because counting toes would definitely bring you would definitely bring you to that topic. Again, moments away from selling photos of my feet. <laughs> if you want to buy photos of my feet, just slide in my DMs, everyone. Um so yeah, on last week's episode, me and Emma Jane fully dipped our toes oh, uh, into the world of kink and had a chat about it and it was super fun and super hilarious so if you haven't listened to that episode go back and listen to it because it's very funny uh and also really interesting as well we were kind of got to know each other a lot better and also <laughs> uh, learned a lot about ourselves as well because we, we even did a quiz but uh last week we did a wee a poll on the socials yeah so we asked people how kinky are you and we gave them the following choices. You could be vanilla, vanilla with sprinkles, pass me some more sprinkles, or I am king. <laughs> and on Instagram, 50% of our listeners said that they are vanilla with sprinkles. Oh, yes. And only 20% said they were the definition of kink. But we've learned something. Yes. So meanwhile, on Twitter, it was a joint majority who said they were either vanilla with sprinkles or super kinky, meaning... Our Twitter followers are more kinky. That's hilarious. Or they think they're more anonymous because they're on Twitter and not Instagram where people <laughs> oh, are yeah. taking pictures. <laughs> oh, wait, that's true, actually. Uh, what, where would you say that you were on that gradient? So, um, oh. I vacillate between pass me the sprinkles and I am king. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm going to be honest. I'm vanilla with sprinkles. I'm, I'm a, what did I call myself the last episode? I'm an enabler. I see. Yeah, yeah. Within reason, within reason, but hey-ho. Uh, I mean, define reason, though. If it doesn't give me the ick, then I'm... If it doesn't give me the ick or make me sick, <laughs> I might consider it, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I stopped when it got to, um, to, to sort of... Uh, people wanting to put needles through my nipples. Someone asked to do that. Oh sure, yeah. There are people who do like whole needle designs where they where they will put uh, put needles lightly through Ow. your flesh and they'll make uh, they'll make stars and stuff. That sounds like something from Silent Hill. But this week we're doing a different. <laughs> 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 Everyone just turns off immediately. But this <laughs> week we're doing a different poll. So, um, have you ever shut down a relationship or a situationship 
because someone shamed some aspect of your body. And we just want yes and no answers on that one. No no, no need to tell us the story unless yeah. you really, really, really want to. Just give us an I or no. Um, and as always, the handles are Don't Date Me Pod. That's P O D. Don't Date Me Pod. Yeah. So let's get chatting about body image and dating. So I guess a good place to start is reflecting a little bit on our personal experiences. Sure. Uh, I'll go first because I'm rude. It's interesting because people observe me at all skin, skinny, in inverted comp, like slenderish looking man. Uh, and they go, he's a skinny man, good times. But I think in terms of body image and stuff like that, when I was younger, I used to uh, be a lot more cuddly up until I then got taller. Right. So that affected my kind of confidence when I was growing up a lot. Um, But really, in terms of like my relationship with, I don't want to say food necessarily, but just like nutrition in general, it's quite... It's not problematic now, but it has been problematic because back in the day, after kind of the tail end of radio production, moving into the next phase of my life, I was doing promotional work. Mm -hmm. We could all see where this is going. And effectively, I found it quite um, stressful having body expectations. So like I needed to look a certain way to make money. And that's super unhealthy. So, like, kudos to anyone that does modeling or promotional modeling and stuff like that because people don't give you credit where credit's due. Like, I used to work with people that would treat themselves to a, a cube of chocolate. That's how they would treat themselves. Um, and for me, it was quite... I think I had it easy in some ways because I was a boy. So it meant that, you know, in a lot of ways there was less pressure and there was less of a pool of male promotional models in Glasgow so it meant I got a lot of work which I was Mm -hmm. quite glad for but still there was a lot of like expectations for me to look consistently the same I don't feel that there's that as such a high expectation in radio necessarily Um, I think if I was more public facing back in the day that maybe would have been different but yeah so that kind of set me up to kind of for a while not it's not not like making good life choices necessarily but just like having a bit of like stress anxiety around exercise and fitness and and food and stuff like that has that impacted my dating life i i feel like just like most people i feel like my perception has been jaded quite heavily by like the media as we would expect but also pornography as well and i think we'll come back to this in a bit but i think the whole like male cis gendered white male generic body type that we all know what i'm talking about here Mm -hmm. the muscular guy with the stubble and you know like just that kind of generic hot white man look sure that seems to always be prevalent in all media um robbie williams but young yeah (laughs) it, it basically haunts haunts people to be honest um so yeah, I would say I think that's impacted me a lot more in my youth, I would say. Like I felt like not adequate enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in terms of ongoing basis though, I feel like in terms of how I interact and inter you know, put myself out there now, I'm a lot more accepting and a lot more open to anyone and everything now, I think. Okay, that makes sense. But I do feel like my 
my own tastes were very much like unhealthily informed by what I was allowing myself to consume. Okay. Media wise and stuff sure, like that. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so yeah. So generally speaking, that's my kind of experience. I'd say. What about okay. you? Okay. I mean, I I want to respond to that if it's okay. Yeah. Um. From from my point of view, when I look at a guy like you, um. And just so you know, listeners, Jamie is tall. He is he is slender. He is attractive. Um, he has a nice smile and a very very well kept facial hair situation going on. There's no lies there. <laughs> I, I, but 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 the thing is, I look at a man like you, and my knee jerk reaction is to roll my eyes and say, "Oh, well, it's going to be easy for you. It's going to be easy for you because you are slender. Yeah. Because everything about." Society. All, all of the messages that, that, that I got from when I was a little kid come back to the fact that I am fat and therefore unattractive and must be grateful for any attention shown to me by, by men or women. Yeah. And it's what leads people to make really unhealthy choices when they, when they start to look for or accept partners. And growing up, I wasn't even fat. I was um, a U.S. size 12, which is about um, a U.K. size 14. So which I was, is just average. It, 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 it is average, and it's, and it's actually what most women are. Yeah. But I grew up in a community of extremely slender women. Or something my mother and sister and my brother are all slender mm. and so my brother and sister both took after my mom and my dad um, was a little heavier and I took after everybody on my dad's side of the family um, my mother shamed me so much about being too large even though I was at a perfectly healthy weight that I grew up with this skewed idea of what I looked like and mm. people in school were were only too happy to reinforce it I mean I happen to have very large wrists and shoulders and um, so when I got out of high school I went on to this crash diet oh no and I exercised every single day oh gross and I got down to 119 pounds and I'm not sure what that is in stone let's find out do we want to find out? Yeah, let's, let's find, find out. out how much is that in stone. So what are we asking? We're out, uh, how much is uh, 119 pounds in stone? That would be 13.57 stone. Which isn't that, yeah. So thir- That's how much I weigh. Well, thir- actually, I'm probably like 14 stone now. 13 and a half stone, right? Yeah. Um, and then I got into a car accident. I never knew that. So I was in a, I was in a really bad car accident when I was 19 years old. I broke eight ribs, Oofed. and it's uh, it's 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 what kicked my arthritis into high gear. But being off of my feet and not able to exercise and not able to do all the things that I was forcing my body to do, and and just to just to put a really fine picture on it, I felt like I had won when I could lie down on my living room floor <sighs> and see my hip bones Whoa. coming up through my jeans. I thought that was a win. That makes me so sad. But. But everyone praised me for this. Oof. I was I was I was suddenly a size six, and I cannot even imagine being 
a size six. So that was in your teenage years, right? Yeah, that was like my late teens. So then let's flash forward to like your kind of mid twenties, early thirties. By by that point, my body had had firmly said, "You are never fucking starving us again." Hell yeah. And so so I began to put on weight and a lot of it. Mm. And by the time I was probably 25 um yeah i was i was only able to shop in in clothing stores that uh, that large women could shop in um and the combined actual being fat with hating my body my entire life meant that i was i was in for a rough ride relationship wise yeah i know that's a thing because it's like people's the way they interact with their (laughs) it's almost like sometimes i feel like in the world of dating people like to just think of dating as just something they do it's like a pastime and they don't and it's like i think that people kid themselves on that their whole familial relationships and their their own the way they interact with health and diet and food and all that kind of stuff and their own body and all these kind of things like i think sometimes people kind of like like to think the decisions they make in terms of dating are just about dating and they can't see and I, i've done it before where i don't reflect i'm like i listened to this podcast the other day actually where someone was talking about how if a relationship seems familiar to you that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good one that makes perfect sense to me <laughs> and i was like that is very true yeah because if you've had unstable familial relationships in your life and then you're in a relationship and you're like this feels so familiar and welcoming and i feel safe here but then from an external perspective if friends and family are like hey this i don't think this is this is not the one for you you have to kind of like take a moment and reflect on that so yeah and and then there's the one where your friends and family are all you know really really pleased that you're that you're in a relationship with someone and that you feel stable and then after you break up they all come to you and say, oh thank God <laughs> yeah Oof. so many people said that after I broke up with my ex husband oh my gosh don't date me Access Parkour is Scotland's leading provider for parkour and movement classes across Edinburgh and Scotland. They create non-competitive physical spaces that allow people to develop the skills they need to overcome physical and mental barriers. All their coaches are friendly, experienced and qualified through two major parkour qualification providers. Their coaches are also first aid trained and personally selected and approved by Access Parkour for their high standards of teaching. They also have classes for everyone kids classes for ages between 8 to 16 years, adult single sessions or longer monthly programs, and they even offer concession rates for those who are running on a tight budget, keeping the sport accessible. To book a session or for more information, visit their website, accessparkour.com and head to their Instagram or Facebook pages to learn more about their work and to see them in action. Challenge yourself and succeed in the challenges you face with Access Parkour. So, in terms of like 
body image and stuff then where are we at have we have we come for both of us have we come full circle on our journeys are we still a work in progress like where are we both at because for me i think i'm now at a point where there's things that i'll always be annoyed like i'll always be i know at the start of the podcast i was joking about a six pack there'll be a small part of me that will always be slightly irritated that i will never in my life have a six pack because first of all i can't be bothered second of all i know what it takes to sustain that because on the lead up to summer camp I basically cut down a lot of carbs because I wanted to not have a six pack but just you know have a bit of you know I was going to take lots of photos of myself without my top on so I wanted to look nice and I did like a 30 day abs challenge and it was terrible and I, like I looked amazing <laughs> but I, as soon as I got to America because obviously all the food is like sugary and salty oh yeah and then I was eating all the carbs again like it immediately just disappeared so it was such a waste of time exactly um but I feel like so although I'm you know I mourn the loss of my six pack that will never exist. I feel like for the most part, I'm satisfied with where I am. I'm like confident in who I am. You know, sure, there's things that I want to change. Like I'd love to have bigger biceps and I'd love to have a bigger chest. But like, um, but that's more about like just fun aesthetics for me. It's not like I'm not doing these changes for other people. And if anything, I'm doing them because I want to improve my climbing abilities and archery and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. So I think that's where I'm at. I'm I'm a work in progress, but there's not... I do feel that that sometimes there are moments where if I'm really sad, I'll eat lots. And that just... And that makes me reflect on my time in radio when I, like, had no money and then I'd eat terrible food to make myself feel better. Okay. Um, And that's not healthy. So there are moments where, like, I, you know, it's not great. Mm -hmm. Still. So that's me. Um, I won't, I won't lie to you. Body image wise, I am still, I am not in a great place. Um, I, um. But you're in a long-term loving relationship right now, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. Um, but it's not like, I mean, because we're polyamorous, it's not like I don't have opportunities to, to meet and be involved with other people. Um, if so, I, I, I feel funny when someone sees me without my usual articles of clothing for the first time. Yeah. Um, I don't like that I have large flabby arms and bingo wings, you know. I don't like that I have a large belly, you know. I don't... Um, I said you know too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just edit all the you knows out. Oh, thanks. I'm going to edit all the you knows out and then put them all sequentially one after another. <laughs> you know you know you know so i'll sound like so i'll sound like a a bad cut of ain't no sunshine at the end of this (laughs) it's every time there's a small part of me that that makes me sad because there's a small part of me that that wants people to like love their not flaws but love just love their bodies Like, like i know so many people that hate their feet and i'm like but your feet are beautiful they're part of you do you know what I mean? That makes, so that doesn't make I just sad think the feet bit. are generally ugly and everybody should feel the same about them. Buy photos of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I can once, pay off my credit card. I once met a guy on uh, on an internet kink dating site. Oh, Jesus. And um, I, had not, I had not responded to his query because he wanted someone with beautiful feet. Now, see if Lindsay was here, Lindsay would be like, fascinating tell me everything and then just get all the information from him and then be like no thanks <laughs> and the thing is though i i tried i tried to tell this guy i actually have very large wide feet uh-huh. and they are not what you would think of as aesthetically beautiful but he got all these ideas in his head about me 
and decided that we were meant to be together. Oh wow. And came to my came to my house, picked me up and took me to lunch. And Did was, you have to get your feet out? No. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and was just visibly disappointed with me throughout the entire no. meal at, because of what I looked like. And I had been really straight with him. I had said, you know, I am in my late 30s. I'm fat. I have large, wide feet. I don't tick your physical boxes. Oh, but I want to meet you. I'm sure my soulmate's oh, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of the meal, he... Um, he takes me home uh-huh. and he says, well, at least you got a free lunch. Red. I mean, what a shit. And you never spoke to him again, right? No, no, yeah. never another bit of contact from him again. So I don't know if he wanted to take me out to lunch to torture me or to torture himself. How bizarre. Why would you, why would you seek something? Yeah. And then, you know, when, when you are reliably informed that what you are getting is not the thing that you said you were seeking. Then, you know, be like, well, I paid for your lunch, so blah, whatever. So, okay, so that's how you feel about yourself. No, not what he said, but that's, in general, the, broadly speaking, that's how you feel at the moment. Yep, I'm not but happy like, with my body. But your partner, he likes that. He thinks I'm beautiful. So that's something, right? It, it, is, it is lovely, but at the same time... If I put myself down, he always comes back with something that's beautiful about me. And that rebellious, recalcitrant bitch inside my head wants to turn around and say, well, you know, I shouldn't be basing what I think about my body on somebody else's opinion. Only my opinion (laughs) matters, and I think I'm shit. So it's a a vicious little voice that just wants to come in. And I also think that every time... We come to terms, uh, we being the broader yeah, yeah, the broader yeah. scope of women, we come to terms with something about our bodies that we kind of like and we're kind of happy with. The world is going to throw us something else that we can now look at and be obsessed about. Like there was the, the whole thing of, of, a few years ago where um, uh, FDS, what's Feminine that? Deodorant Spray. Oh, what's that? Oh, what? For your hoo-ha? Yeah. Where, where, where they had this they had this advert where they where they were showing these women and they were going to like job interviews and they'd say things like do you feel confident <laughs> and it was all it's about stress people you know, out there yeah, perhaps perhaps your cooch smells so you're not gonna do really well at this interview and and I mean frankly I'm I'm a human female woman I have enough to worry about do I really need to go inspecting what my vagina smells like today before before I work up the confidence to go to this job interview Look if you're sitting on if you're sitting at a desk in a job interview and someone's sitting there thinking to themselves, I can smell their vagina. I think they should be telling you, that you not that you don't have a job, but that you need to go to a doctor. <laughs> the thing is, what? Don't be just be I covering mean, that up with perfume. It's not like... <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of vaginas, and it's not like... I mean, it's not like you can smell them a mile away. I mean, what... what? What were they trying to tell oh, women there? So you, 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 you know, we, we, we've made you worried about your hair, so you went and you got your highlights. We've made you worried about your, your your face, so you so you made sure that you're perfectly contoured today. Your eyebrows look like everybody else's, but you know what? 
here's the next thing to worry about. Here's the next, and there are now when I when I look on like um, I looked at the Black Friday deals for boots the other day because you know it's a it's yeah. beauty haul time of the year. Cheat yourself. And do you know they have? There are now butt firming creams. I mean, to be you, fair, that you put only on your bum that's supposed to make it? your bum skin feel. Can um, I put it on my inner thighs? Because I've got some cellulite on my inner thighs. I, I, I'm not really sure. You would have I'm to look. You would have to take a look at the manufacturer's description <laughs> of these things and see if they were if they would work for you. But that's the, I always find it so fascinating though when these products come out though because like they clearly don't work. But yet we all buy them. They though. create a need. It's so strange, isn't they it? They create a need. Nobody thought that women's vaginas smelled bad. Or I mean, okay, maybe some people some did. Some do, but 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 nobody, no, no, not the vast majority. Collectively, as a society, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think maybe we that all... should be the poll. That's <laughs> the poll for this week. Does your Does vagina, your vagina smell? smell? And then, um, and then, of course, there was the the, the Gwyneth Paltrow candle. Oh that came my! Out, you know, Gwyneth that... needs to get in the bin, man. Oh my! She needs to get in her and her, <laughs> her magical eggs. Oh jeez. Well, and 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 she did release a candle that apparently smelled like her vagina. Did she? She did. Oh yes. my! I missed that. One. I, I I but look it, look it up. It's real. I kid you not. There's so many things that you and I. This is one of the things that makes me sad about uh, men's health culture coming to the forefront because I now meet young men who pick apart their bodies. And they're mostly, um, I think it skews more onto the the gay or bi set. Yeah, for sure. Um, But there are plenty of cishet, straight, you know, guys who, who now worry about things like, well, but my chin isn't the right shape. Yep, it's so it's and, crazy, isn't and it? They, they, and 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 you're just you take every little thing apart, and of course you're going to find flaws. You know, I've been taught to hate my face because I have large pores. Do you know? I do wish that my pores and my nose were. Mm. Well, actually, I don't wish they were smaller. I just I want a face mask that actually works, that actually clears my blockheads, my blockheads, my blackheads for good. Don't date me. Listen to Faith Me, a podcast for the makers of Don't Date Me, which explores matters of identity through the lens of faith. Why do people put their faith in the unexpected and how does it shape them? Let's find out. Hey, I'm Jamie, one of the presenters from Don't Date Me. On every episode of the show, for the past three seasons, I started every episode by saying that I'm a six foot four bisexual man and closeted Christian. Obviously, it's a bit, and it's supposed to be a bit tongue in cheek, but yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, a person of faith. I believe in something. Balancing that with my sexuality has been a challenge over the years, as I'm sure you could imagine. Maybe that's why I find matters of identity, generally speaking, so fascinating. Maybe I'm intrigued by how people form their identities as their struggles mirror my own. Throughout the Don't Date Me podcast, we explored matters of sexual identity, and it was fascinating. But in my new limited edition podcast series, I'm going to explore matters of faith, the cross-sections between personal identity and the things that people believe in, and it's not going to be what you're expecting. Follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss future episodes. Yes, but don't just take our word for it. Let's look at some wider research on the subject because a study published in the journal 
body image found that a sizable percentage of people aren't happy with how they look. Only 24% of men and 20% of women reported being very or extremely satisfied with their weight, and half are somewhat too extremely satisfied, the study found. These self-perceptions, the study reports, are probably the result of societal pressures. And that's from a, an article in Teen Vogue. So yeah, so the majority of people aren't happy with their own body image. It actually surprises me that up to, that, that up to half are somewhat satisfied. I know. Because yeah. I, I never meet anybody who's satisfied with their, with, with their bodies. It's true. But, I mean, how does that translate into online dating? I know, right? Right? I, I, think, I think online dating can impact body and image as well. And we found a study that said 1,044 women and 273 men, and they were mostly students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they completed questionnaires that polled them on their Tinder use as well as their body image, perceived objectification, and psychological well-being. About one in 10 participants admitted to using Tinder. I think that's low. And those who did, <laughs> quite low, isn't they it? turned out to be far more self-conscious and insecure than those who didn't. Interesting. So the researchers said, we found that being actively involved with Tinder, regardless of the user's gender, was associated with body dissatisfaction, body shame, body monitoring, internalization of societal expectations of beauty, comparing oneself physically to others, and reliance on media for information on appearance and attractiveness. And that's from a study uh, referenced in an article on muscleandfitness.com. Okay. ironically uh, and there'll be links to all the references from today's episode mm -hmm. in the show notes um i have to admit i am okay whilst my own perception of my body is is okay right, right now for the most part uh and i am open to dating all kinds of people i am very bad on online dating apps because i will literally be like Nope, 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 yep, nope, yep, nope, nope, nope. Solely just based on aesthetics. Okay. And that, but that's not how I am in real life, which is weird. I'm, it's almost like I'm doing Amazon shopping for a human. Okay. But then I don't talk to most of these people anyway. Would you Would you believe that um, I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm on Bumble, which means that nobody nice. will contact me unless I want them to. Which, which means really that I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing you are too. Yeah. But when I'm swiping and I'm going, nope, 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 it's because he'd never date me. He'd never no. Date me. She'd never be interested in me. He really? Me. Yeah. He's too attractive. I do it. Be, so the way I do it, I'm going to be totally brutal and, and critique myself here, right? So the way I do it on, well, the way I do it on Grindr is hot or not. I'm like, yes, no. It's like literally on Grindr, I'm like, would I have sex with this person? Just based on what they look like. Which is terrible. Because that's, again, not what I'm like in real life. And again, I don't message half the people on Grindr. And, I, and I, sometimes I don't even bother responding to people because I can't bother with it. Right. I just do it. It's almost like a bad habit. It's like a, it's almost like Twitter. I go, on to, I go on to it, spend too much time in the app, and then think about my life and think, why am I doing this to myself? And then yeah, close the app. Yeah, exactly. Um, on Tinder... The way my swiping works is I go, first of all, hot or not, would I go out for coffee with this person? So that's the first thing. Um, I then look through every photo to see if they tick all the boxes. Have they got a photo with an animal? So we know they're not a serial killer. Have they got friends? Are they doing an interesting activity? So basically what I'm looking for is Barbie. I'm looking for Barbie. Someone who's good at everything, right? 
And then I, they read the bio. If they don't have a bio, immediately swipe. Because I'm like, you don't have time to type a bio. I don't have time to talk to you. Goodbye forever. And yeah. But again, that's... Like, the way I interact with Tinder is not how I interact but, in real life. But don't all those bios all basically say the same thing? <laughs> exactly. I'm looking for someone with a sense of humor. I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> One day I want to have a, a, a golden retriever in yeah. a jeep. I mean, it, come it's on. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's always, yeah. always going to be those same things. And that must... That must impact that must impact me and it must affect how my perception on people probably and it probably it probably says that uh, i mean that i'm really shallow no for i mean but for for me i internalize all that stuff yeah so if i see um a picture of someone with an attractive face i say well they'd never want to be with me because i'm ugly no but that is what i think about myself I have grown to believe that I am objectively ugly. Do you feel... Okay, so see in terms of dating apps then, do you feel that they're not set up... Are they set up for a specific person? Yes. Or type of person? Yeah. Okay. They're set, they're, they're, they're set up, in my opinion, and I'm probably totally off base, so, so listeners, please, absolutely come in and yeah, call me out if opinions. I'm wrong on this, but I really believe that online dating apps are set up for people in their early 20s to Mm -hmm. mid 30s who are conventionally attractive who are willing to young professionals yeah willing to at least pretend that they're living a inverted commas normal wholesome life you know and 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 i don't think that they're it's for ordinary people who are looking for other ordinary people except they look a little better than ordinary people yeah that's why i quite like not not sponsored and, and never would be but that's why okay cupid and things similar to that are kind of fun because like you have the kind of survey stuff yeah and you get to know the person a little bit better but again that sounds better but then i still don't spend time in that app as much as I do other ones but what i would say just to tack on to what you're saying as well because I, I a thousand percent agree with you. For gay dating on apps like Grinder, they are set up specifically for certain types of people, and it's like that generic white man. Because and I, th- I find that really fascinating. Like hearing from one of our listeners on the last week's ep- on our previous week's episode when they were talking about their experience as an Asian man on a dating app like Grinder is so vastly different from I'll their bet. boyfriends who's I'll Caucasian bet. and I just that to me is super interesting because he's not the only person that I've had that similar conversation with and that's problematic I feel well it's 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 cataloging isn't it it is right I mean when you think about it because there are some men who are going to say I only want to look at an Asian person yeah or I only want to look at a person who has blonde hair and so you've already set these very specific catalog parts all up and then you've cut out the set of everyone else and i'm not saying that in the set of everyone else will you know will arrive your Im- immediate impossible yeah. soulmate you know who's actually a superhero in a disguise or whatever <laughs> but but there's a there's a part of it that speaks to people fetishizing one thing or another about a person yeah and that's another reason why it's really weird to look at online dating apps if you are fat Mm. because there are plenty of people out there who say i don't mind if you're fat 
but what they really want to do is encourage you to be thinner. And then there's the other subset of people who are those who fetishize fat people. And on that, I have a story. Okay. So this isn't a story of my own, but one of my friends, she was a fuller figure lady. I say was, she's not dead. We're not in each other's lives anymore. But fuller figure lady, and she was dating this guy, and he was a skinny, tall man. Mm -hmm. And... They usually are. <laughs> you can see where going. And he basically was a feeder. Mm -hmm. And she didn't care because he was hot and, like, the sex was good and, and you know, he he was kind and they had fun together. But it got to the point where, like, mm -hmm. he they'd be... <laughs> they'd be sitting and he'd be like, do you want that muffin? And she'd be like, yeah, right. Like, pure casual because to her it's just a muffin, like, whatever. And then she'd be eating the muffin and then she'd look over and he'd be like looking at her eating the muffin. And again, not a problem if that's your kink and you're both up for that, that's great. But she was kind of just like, ew, like he's watching me enjoy this food and it's not making me feel comfortable. And then it's like she then became disassociated from, from this experience. And it was almost like she wasn't even there and it wasn't about her. It was about him meeting this need and fetish. And so, that's kind of, that makes me sad. And, and at its worst, it can become a, about control. When the feeder yeah. wants to control what you're eating Oof. and they want you to gain a certain amount of weight or they, um, that what, they're, what they're interested in is seeing you eat messily or they just, it, it, so it all becomes tied up. With control. With control. Yeah, and, and that's problematic. And I think food and control have a lot of, have a lot of answers that they need to give us in our lives generally. Yeah. Because I don't know very many people who don't have some kind of a weird relationship with food, at least at some point in their past. For sure. And taking it to that extreme, it's one reason why I've never been comfortable with sort of standard online dating apps because you never know if... Because nobody is going to say unless... <laughs> no, nobody, unless it comes unless up. Unless it really comes up. By the way, I'm a feeder... <laughs> And I, I want to watch you eat And cake. I desperately want to watch you eat pie. You know, I, so, I, sorry, I just, no. I do love pie. Uh, well, Actually, yeah, we'll add that to the list, You can right? love pie, but when you see someone eating a pie, does your dick get hard? True. Uh, no. See? I've never sexualized food. I've never tried to, but I've, I, I just... Like, I, I, like it's a sensory experience. Well, you saw what I'm like about coffee well, earlier. Yes, I was like, mm, but I'm like... There's the difference between a sensory experience and uh, go down on me right now. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, it's super interesting, isn't it? I don't know. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, to add to the list, if you want to uh, buy photos of my feet, you can do that. And if you want to pay me and watch me eat a cake. I'll do it. Only once a week, though. On my cheat day. Cheat day? <laughs> oh, let's not. Let's, let, let's, let's not have this conversation. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I just... I. That's well, the thing. Back in the day, I used to have a cheat day. Whereas now what I try and do is have a treat a day. So it's like a positive thing rather than a negative thing. But I, the type of people I used to work with... Did I already say about the chocolate story? I did, didn't I? You did. Yeah. So in addition to that, I worked with a very muscular guy. All the muscles. Anyway. I wasn't attractive, but I had a lot of muscles. Um, had 0% body fat. Oh, God. But, like, 
I literally asked him, I was like, so you don't drink any alcohol? He's like, no. And I was like, you don't have pizza? He's like, no. I'm like, what do you eat? And he's like, you know, chicken and broccoli and stuff like that. And I was like, what do you do for fun? And he's like, I don't know, like films and stuff. I was like, how is that fun? And he was making lots of money doing promotional work uh, and all other types of things. But that's as that's that's not healthy. But then people look at that and think that's healthy. So <laughs> I think there's a way that it can be healthy. It, yeah. If he's eating those things because those are the things he eats. And it sparks and joy for him. food doesn't matter so much to him. Yeah. If food to him is just fuel to make his body do what he wants it to do, that's one thing. Yeah. But if he's eating those things in a restrictive manner and he somehow feels like he'd be bad, yeah. you know, if he, if he, I don't know, went out and... Had a cheese plate. Yeah. Or, or, had, a, or had like <laughs> a McDonald's apple pie or seven of them or something. Yeah. You know, if, if, if he somehow feels that that would reflect badly then that's messed up. on him spiritually or psychologically... Then, 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 yeah, and especially I think when we look at other people, mm. um, I used to hate going out to eat anywhere because I felt that people were looking at me and watching me eat. I've been, <clears throat> I've, I read an article once about a woman who went around for a week in a fat suit to feel like what it was like, <clears throat> and she described. Was it good journalism? Because that makes me roll my eyes. It was not good journalism. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound very ethical no no and she and she described you know she she described suddenly having this fear. was it Gwyneth Paltrow no <laughs> I remember that film um, no no it was not that yeah <laughs> no but she but she described wondering as she walked up to the till at the grocery store whether or not the people in behind her in the queue were going ooh is she going to reach for that Mars bar well, they actually said that. No, no, no. She she wondered if people were thinking that about her. Why? Which led me to believe that that's probably what she thinks about fat people. Yeah. That, you know, we're just wandering through the grocery store and suddenly this urge. Over. This urge comes over us to buy a Mars bar and consume it right there. <laughs> it, it's a, yeah. And it's, it, it isn't. Being fat is not like that. Yeah. <laughs> well... There we go. That's that's some thoughts, our musings on body image. So I guess let's move forward now with some tips. Yeah. Um, f- just from our life experience that we would share with people. I mean, what do you um, what do you think? What would be your top five things? So I would say first of all, my top tip, a thousand percent, is counseling and or therapy. And I've said it. Are you one of those people who thinks everybody ought to have a therapist? Yes. Me too. Of course. All right. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, recent situations highlighted it for myself. But, you know, my... When I was telling my counsellor about, you know, being so poor during radio production that I couldn't afford food, like electricity, forget food, I couldn't afford electricity at one point. Mm -hmm. You know, she was almost crying when I was telling her that. And, you know... I felt shame, but like, because I'd never really told anyone that story before. And being able to unravel yourself like that in a safe space with mm-hmm. someone is super important. It really is. Um, and I want to stress, because I, I feel like sometimes if people don't engage with counselling or therapy, when people do talk about it, they feel like we're talking at them about it. Yeah, And yeah, they're being true. preachy. But it's more from a place of love and like, and because I've seen such benefit that I've got from it. 
And even with one of my friends, like they're going through counselling at the moment and they're not, it's not like they're a different person, but they seem grounded and they, they feel, mm-hmm. they themselves have identified that there's a shift in how they are viewing situations in their life and stuff because they've got that safe space to kind of unpack things. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would say not just in terms of body image and confidence, but I'd say in general, I think that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. What I mean, about you? Have you got any? I mean, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly with you on the, on, on the counseling and therapy thing only because I think even if you're a person who doesn't have any huge outward, like need, like big pressing need problems for or big yeah. trauma happening in your life, it's good to have that well to throw something in. For sure. That you can just throw something in that well and you can come back to the rest of your life and it'll be all right. <clears throat> my, my number one thing is something that we've touched on in this discussion. What? I was just laughing because we literally just talked about it two seconds ago. Your first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, and it's not equating things that you like and things that you do with sin and redemption. Unless that's your kink. If it is your kink... Get 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 to get to the first. I no. I, <laughs> see, okay. I am I am very much your kink is okay. It's just not my kink. Yeah. If you are getting something healthy and wonderful about that, and if you're if the sort of thing that makes you happy are stories of angels and devils and things like that, then sure, it's fine. To I shouldn't have, laugh because that because that's just not my bag, baby. It. I understand that. It's it's only when people say I ate a tub of ice cream therefore I am a bad person yeah that's super damaging because what you eat is not who you are Mm -mm. I mean yes you are what you eat and that that stuff goes inside your body and (laughs) all of that stuff but that is a purely physical thing yeah the things that you eat the things that you collect unless you know unless you are uh, driving yourself into the poor house by, by collecting these things or whatever it is that you love to do. The things that you reward or deny yourself mm. are not your psyche. Yeah. It doesn't make me bad because I had half a creme brulee donut earlier and it was amazing. I know. I, do you know what? Like, it I makes had... me happy because I yeah. had half a creme brulee donut earlier and it was amazing. And I had... How many donuts have I had? Two and a half? Something like that. No regrets. Good. It's, it's not even a cheat day. Yep. Because that doesn't exist anymore. So it's it's one of those things where, I mean, a diet of donuts, probably not a great <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think it will be okay to have a donut every day and you shouldn't feel mm. bad about it. It's okay Definitely. to have a donut and a coffee every day and Love not feel it. bad about it. I agree. Okay. My second one is work to improve yourself. So I think that links back to the kind of therapy thing but when i say work to improve yourself i don't mean go to the gym what i kind of mean is do stuff that makes your heart sing yeah a wee bit yeah of course so like going for a walk being mindful doing that kind of stuff like doing doing a physical activity of some sort that makes your heart sing doing a thing that makes you present in the moment exactly anything that makes you recognize that what you have is now exactly because it makes you more grateful Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the most beautiful things that came out of lockdown was everyone had that a lot of time to do a little bit of outdoor activity and you saw all these people going for walks and stuff Mm -hmm. and people it just it was nice so i think if you did that over lockdown don't lose that like hold on to that because it's a good way to kind of 100 percent look after your mental health and stuff and 
yeah. So that's, that's that kind of brings me to my next tip, which is lift up, don't tear down. Hell yeah. So what do you mean by that then? I mean, when you, when you look at yourself, if your first inclination is to say, oh, wow, my skin is in terrible shape today. Make sure and find something else about yourself that, that, that is beautiful today because there is something about you that's beautiful today. I have a little exercise that I do and it sounds very, very silly, but every day I look into the mirror and I look into my own eyes and I say three times, I love you. Yeah, that's nice. And it's uncomfortable when you first start to do it because, because there's something funny about saying you love yourself. Yeah. Why? Why is there something funny about saying you love yourself? Lift yourself up. Whenever you can, lift yourself up. Definitely. I don't like that I have to wear this color shirt all the time. But I can pair it with this eyeliner that looks great. Banging. Yeah, I agree. Because like a similar thing for during yoga, I did yoga with Adrienne, a wee YouTuber. She does yoga sessions. And in a lot of her practices, she gets us to whisper to ourselves, I am strong. And like, loads of people could view that and be like, that's so cheesy, that's ridiculous. But do you know what? It's true. You've survived the pandemic. You're surviving. Exactly. After all the traumas and stuff that we've all been through, you're still here. You are strong. So don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If you... I don't know why I just got so angry. No, no, it's, no because, <laughs> because, because you feel righteous anger toward those people who are tearing themselves down. Hell yeah. And I think it's okay to be angry with that person who's tearing themselves down. When you... Um, there's, a, there's a great exercise that a lot of pop therapists use. Um, if you are standing next to someone, have that person hold their arm out and repeat five times, I hate myself. Oh no. And then their partner tries to push the arm down. And their arm will go down like that. Yeah. But if they repeat five times, I am strong. It I, changes I love it. myself. Yeah. They have more resilience. They are more able to do that. So those repeated phrases, and even if they're the ones that your inner voice says to you every day, mm. they those those really matter. So working to improve yourself can 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 be can be seen in so many different in Death so many was. different lights. But I think it starts with your internal loving loving something about yourself yeah because why are we here if we don't love something about ourselves if we find nothing about ourselves to love we might as well you know just listen to some blue oyster cult and jump off a bridge (laughs) which that was not a suggestion please don't do that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and that kind of leads me to my next one because mine is be kind to yourself absolutely because like georgia from my favorite murder her therapist said to her would you speak to your 12 year old self and say the same thing that you're saying to yourself right now? <laughs> and I then immediately, I was like, oh, like that has always made an impact to me. So like, if you do say horrible things to yourself sometimes, well, sometimes you need to snap yourself into action, right? And yes. that's fair enough. But like, just think, would you say that to a 12 year old version of you? And the answer should be no. <laughs> right, okay, but, okay, drag race some of it. <laughs> okay. Um, on the final episode of every series of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. um, RuPaul brings out a picture of each of the finalists as a child. Oh, wow. And asks them what advice would they give to their four-year-old self, their two-year-old self. And some of the answers, it, it's, always, it's, it's always very emotional. Mm. But they, it always comes back to, you're going to go through all of these things, but please remember... That there's nothing wrong with you. 
that inside of you there's this beautiful person. And so I think that when we when we when we look at talking to our mm. younger selves and you know the the voice that's inside you is part of your younger self. Yeah. And it's trying desperately desperately to keep you out of trouble and to keep you safe by making sure that you never experience anything in your entire life. <laughs> yeah. Because because no don't try that because you might get hurt, don't touch the stove, you might get burned. There's there's so many so many different layers to that. But but why don't we look at our younger selves and say, "You know what? Don't quit the damn piano lessons." Did you did you quit the piano? I, di- I didn't. <laughs> I didn't quit the piano lessons. I, did, I I thought about it a couple of times, but I didn't. It's a and it all comes down to not being afraid of where things are going to lead you. And that means to me, and this may seem weird if we're talking about things to improve your body image, but don't be afraid of silence. Okay. In what way? Because if someone gives you a compliment, what do you do? Um, I usually go, thanks, immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I feel awkward. What if you promised yourself to take one breath after somebody gave you a compliment to receive it? Receive. No, to, to, no, yeah, yeah, to yeah. let it soak in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good, that would be a good thing. You have a beautiful smile, Jamie. I love how open your face is when you smile. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to recreate the predator face right now. But 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 the but the reaction that you just gave told me that you did not receive the compliment. <laughs> I did not receive. You did not receive the compliment. Receive. I mean, receive the compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, you you just wanted me to get out my preacher voice, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Hell really, yeah. Be, b- b- consider that the person who's giving you that compliment isn't just giving you that compliment because you know they want to toss toss a turd into the air. Yeah. They're giving you that compliment because they see something about you. And they want to share it. Yeah. And they want to share it. That's true. What's next on your list? I've done mine. You do yours. Oh, right. I worked for so long to have a good set of boundaries. Sometimes how's, I still don't do it. Oh, you? man. I, I mean, people, people will tell you that I have no filters, but I do have boundaries. There are places beyond which I will not go. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like I told you uh, in the conversation we had before, the top three things that I tell to people who seem to want to date me for a long period of time, especially if we're talking about doing anything physical or anything kinky, Mm. top on my list is, if you ever call me stupid, we're done. Boom. Second on my list is, if you ever pick out any part of my body and tell me that it's ugly or shame me or call me fat, we're done. Get out of here. And the third one is, if you ever hit me in anger, it's over. A thousand percent. And and so I mean, they may seem like they may seem like really extreme. They may seem um, they may seem like well, obviously anybody would have that boundary. But you know what? If you don't tell yourself you have that boundary, you may find yourself. And that's where I find myself. You you find yeah. yourself living with someone that pushes past exactly boundaries. exactly, and that's not comfortable for you. And it makes a poor power exchange, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it puts all of the power in somebody else's hands, and you don't want that. Definitely. And my next one as well kind of falls on from that. Uh, does someone make you feel bad about yourself and your life choices? Eject them out your life like a t-shirt out of a t-shirt cannon. That is exactly my last one too. So we can kind of <laughs> yeah. we, we we can completely agree on that one. Because like life, as we were talking earlier, like life is too short. 
and you've been through so much in your life why are you letting someone treat you like that exactly why keep someone around who makes you feel like shit yeah and then if again back to the 12 year old you imagine that person saying that to the 12 year old you would you stand by and let that happen or would you want to punch him in the face exactly yep exactly another one i've got as well is treat yourself treat yourself absolutely so don't cheat there's no such thing as a cheat day but there's a treat day I see it's but it's seeing the wonder in the world isn't it yeah you know um I always say having moved to Scotland recently that I hope I never get bored of looking at just the Scottish landscape and going I live in the most beautiful place and so many of us take it for granted I live as well. in such a beautiful place mm-hmm. I pointed out the skyline once to a co-worker and they said oh it just makes me think that the weather's going to be bad and I'm like no Ew. look at the you can see mm. you can see the mountains from right outside of the workplace yeah you can you can look into that distance and know that there is something greater and larger in the world that's true and so treating yourself can be you know staring at the clouds for 30 minutes at a time like I sometimes do there was a a woman who reached her, I think it was like her 102nd birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then a journalist asked her what, what her secret to living such a long, happy life was. And she just said, eating butter and cream. Because she didn't deny herself of those pleasures. I think that's a great philosophy. And you know what? I only eat butter now. Because I thought, you know what? She's right. And it does taste better. <laughs> I mean, my mother refused to have butter around the house when I was a kid. No, because I told you, she started body shaving me at a very young age. That's so terrible. She refused to have anything except for like low fat, no fat margarine around. gross. Yeah, but okay, I think I've told you this story before. This is the woman who, when my dad quit smoking Mm. to improve his health and gained weight, she told him to start smoking again because she wasn't going to be married to no fat man. Oh, that's so not healthy. Now I don't I don't want you to think my mother was an ogre. She's but a appropriate woman. for your next one, because your next one is kind of following on number four. Oh yep yep yep. Lift up, don't tear down. <laughs> there you go. There you you go. listen to that, Gwen's mom. <laughs> but, but the thing is, Gwen's mom was actually a wonderful. She was a wonderful person in so many ways. Yeah. But she had those little things. Of course. And and she just absolutely hated having a fat daughter. Hmm. She hated when people had fat babies. Why do people always want fat babies? That baby shouldn't be so fat. It's going to grow up to be a, to, to be a fat adult. I love a fat baby. They're so cute. <laughs> they but it just thinks of how aesthetics have changed. She was a child during the Great Depression. Oh, so yeah, yeah. not being fat meant that you were a worker, that you were lean. that you, and, and being fat meant that you were probably indolent sitting around the house and eating bonbons. I do love a bonbon. Oh, who doesn't love a bonbon? <laughs> Come on. And then what's your last one? So I think most of my points were already kind of covered through through sort of responding to yours. Yeah. But thinking of responding, we, we want to know what you think. Defos. About this week's episode. What are your thoughts? Tell us about the topic. Talk. Tell us about how your body issues are the same as ours because we'd love to we we'd love to hear that there are other people out there as weird as us (laughs) a thousand percent (laughs) or or or, you know tell us something completely off the wall that we might not have heard about tell us how to use dating apps properly absolutely yes and you can drop us a whatsapp a voice note you can send us a message by hitting the contact button on our instagram that's instagram.com forward slash don't date me pod And as always, if you have a dating horror story, need some advice, or really want to share an opinion generally, you can email it to 
don't date me pod at itsjamiesparks.com. I love a dating horror story. <laughs> me as well. But I, I want us to get more of those because that makes my heart sing because then it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Uh, remember to follow on your favourite podcast apps. And do you know what? If you follow us on one podcast app, follow us on all of them. Why not? Take a wee moment to do it. Absolutely. And don't forget to rate us and review as it helps people find the show. And we'll see you on next week's episode where we're going to be discussing awkward sex. What happens when it goes wrong and what do you do to recover? Oh my gosh. The stories we could tell about that uh, one. Yep. <laughs> but you won't be able to hear those stories unless you tune into the next episode. True that. But as we say in the exact same way every single week, stay in touch with your sense of wonder about the world and treat yourself. Don't date any feeders. <laughs> and definitely do not date me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening. The Don't Date Me podcast is created by Jamie Sparks Productions. If you enjoyed it, follow our show and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can rate us each time you listen to an episode. Pure day it as it helps people find our show. Keep in touch by dropping us an email at don'tdatemepod at itsjamiesparks.com and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at don'tdatemepod. If you love what we're doing, please consider donating to UNICEF to aid the people of Ukraine. Recently, our listeners raised £410 after gift matching. You can find the link in the show notes. See you on the next episode.